According to recent research, people who routinely exude positive emotions are far less likely to come down with a common cold. I'm Joe. That guy over there is Kurt. And we are Dudes in Progress. Hello, Kurt. Hey, Joe. Happy 6 a.m. Happy Friday morning. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, we are recording here at 6 o'clock in the morning, and we were just chatting uh, before we hit the record button. We kind of like this morning routine, this morning recording routine, kind of working out our, our schedule. Sometimes we record in the evening. I'm not as sharp. I'm a little off my game. I'm tired from work. My mind is floating in 15 different directions, and I'm just thinking about going to bed. <laughs> Well, we're both morning people, and I'm glad you suggested this because I find my schedule in the evening is difficult to schedule. I have, of course, another podcast, Joe, called the Geekin' on Walt Disney World podcast. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. And I, I'm trying to get ahead. I, this is fantastic. I'm always up early. Yeah, I, I, I like the idea. It's a, you know, we, we, if we pick the right day and we're able to do it, uh, get started right away in the morning. Uh, I'm all for it. Like I said, I'm I, I'm fresher in the morning. Uh, I think my mind is more clear. Well, we're going to see how clear our minds are find here, out. here here in a minute, right? That's that's yet to be that's yet to be uh, proven out. Uh, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens this morning. Uh, but yeah, I I do like I do like it. Uh, man, I'm I'm pretty excited about a few things, Kurt. We're we're coming off of a few weeks of deep discussions. On Ryan Holiday's "The Obstacle in the w- Is the Way," and I love those discussions, but some of them were pretty heavy and pretty deep. and And uh, I'd like to I'd like to have have a series of shows where we keep things maybe a little lighthearted. Uh, I think we'll 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 talk a lot about happiness coming up and uh, some uh, some other just just positive, maybe a little more lighter subjects. What do you think? Yeah, I'm all about that. And also, a couple of people reached out to do some interviews. So I'm excited to have an interview with Tony Anzarcone, who did 70 dot, 75 Days Hard was the program. She'll explain it. Anything you could do 75 days in a row, as you know, is a great accomplishment, but it was a health-related program that she did, and many people have been really inspired by her. I can't wait to talk to her. And we also have a friend, Chris Futrell, who started his own podcast. And I think that's always exciting. I I think both of us, we've always supported other people interested in podcasting. We've helped some of our friends get the equipment and give our advice. And and start their podcast, yep. I listened to Chris's first episode. He's gone out there with his wife doing a podcast about marriage. Yeah, I I, I look forward to uh, both of those conversations. The 75 hard program is the epitome of simple, but not easy. <laughs> right. Right. Cause when you look at the program, it's the, the 75 hard program is basically five or six sentences, right? Do this, yeah. do this, do this, do this, and do this for 75 days mm-hmm. every day without missing a day. Easy. I mean, simple, but wow. 
Where do you where do you hear what what she went through? It's awesome. Awesome. I was thinking about her last night. I had a a rough day at work only because I'm trying to work on something really challenging and it's it's beating on me. I was exhausted. I don't know why mentally I was so drained last night. My wife wanted to do something last night. I said, you know what? <clears throat> I just can't do it. I'm exhausted. And I thought of Tony Ann and the evening that she had to go do her workout like 45 minutes twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. I was thinking, boy, if I had to go do a workout right now and I was in this program and I promised I was going to do it 75 days straight, I couldn't do it. That's yeah, but I, there's something about making commitment. There's something about, about yeah. and then she had people cheering her on. There's a, there's a mindset switch when you commit to something, really commit to something. I've done a few things where I've committed to something for a long period of time, but I, I, I'm looking at that program and I'm thinking, Joe, could you do this? <laughs> could you do this? I know. I could do it for a couple of days, right? I can do anything for a couple of weeks, yeah. you know, but yeah. for 75 days, mm, I hope she inspires us. She will. She will. It's a great story. Great story. Well, we are coming off of a few weeks of, of deep discussions uh, from Ryan Holiday's The Obstacle is the Way, Kurt, and uh, we just thought we'd keep it light this week, right? And yeah. so we decided we're just going to have another session of random questions. This is where we pick questions at random, answer them improvisationally off the top of our head, from the hip, whatever you want to, whatever analogy you want to use. Uh, today, we're using the website conversationstarters.com. They have a really cool uh, random question generator. So these are truly random questions. The, in full transparency, uh, we, may, we may skip over a question if it's not, <laughs> if it's not appropriate, uh, but we'll, uh, we'll certainly see what happens. I'll, uh, I have the website pulled up here. So what I'll do, Kurt, is uh, I'll answer the first one first myself and then you give your answer and then right. and then i'll ask you we'll just switch back and forth and we'll do we'll do as many as we're comfortable doing and then we'll uh we'll move on all right if you had to give yourself a new name what name would you pick wow you know there's there's a lot in a name you can you can you can look at a name and i'm not going to name any names just because i don't want to insult anybody but you can hear a name and think, that guy's probably a little nerdy. Or you can hear a name and think, man, that, that's probably a tough cat right there. Or you can hear a name and think, that's probably a, a middle-class Midwestern guy. You could probably hear a name and understand who they are. At least I think you think you can. So a name's important. So if I had to give myself a new name, my name is Joe Taylor, what would that name be? You know, Kurt, I'm, I want to say this, and you've heard me say this too. You've heard me say this before. I like the name Kurt Stone. <laughs> and, and, I, had, I had no idea that and, was coming. And, 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 and that's not going to be my answer because that just wouldn't be fair, right? That's too silly. But think about the name Kurt Stone. Mike, could you, it, it's, like, it's like a cowboy name, you know? It's like, a, it's like a tough man contest guy's name. Uh, Kurt is a very short, succinct name and stone, you know, very tough rock-like, uh, solid Kurt stone. I like that name, but if I had to pick one for myself, what would the name be? If you had to give yourself a name, what name would you pick? 
let's see if I can be creative here. I would probably pick a name that uh, is uh, historic. Uh, I, I, I like the name Abraham, and I have a, uh, a real uh, affection for Abraham Lincoln. We talked about Abraham Lincoln last time, and I'll just water drop it here. Abraham Lincoln is my quote for the day today. So probably Abraham. And I like I like the name Abe. I think it's I think it's I think it's strong. I think it's it's dignified. So probably Abraham. And what would I pick for my last name? Hmm. I don't know why this is coming to my head because I have no reason for it. But I've I've always had I've always liked the last name Jackson. So off the cuff. Abraham for Abraham Lincoln, and I think Jackson just sounds like a like a cool name. Abraham Jackson. What do you think about that name? That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so if I had to give myself a new name, what name would I pick? I'm for right now at six twenty in the morning. I'm going to go with Abraham Jackson. You know, so I don't like Kurt. I, that's why on my podcast, I, I call myself Curtis, because that is my real middle name. Of course, my full na- name is Harry Curtis Stone. So sorry to disappoint you, Joe, but my name has always been confusing to me because I'm a junior. My parents always called me Curtis or Kurt from my middle name to keep me separated. When the phone would call and ask for Harry, that was for my dad. If it was for Kurt or Curtis, it was for me. Well, most people call me Kurt, and I get that K spelling mm-hmm. from people, which always annoys me. Right. My wife has the funniest stories about her name. Her her first name is Margita, which is very unique. She said in school they, they spelled it and destroyed it, and we get mail that has all kinds. Of course, we get Margarita. Sure. I don't know. Sure. If, does anyone have a first name of Margarita? Oh, you have to. I mean, I'm, it's it sounds like a first name. Sounds like a drink, but I don't know. Oh, of course, it sounds like a drink, but it sounds like a first name. Marquita, <laughs> <laughs> Magilla. I mean, she gets all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't know. I'm I'm not all that wrapped up in a name. I'm looking through some examples. I had to Google this to think of something. <laughs> How about Luke? Oh, I like the name Luke. Absolutely yeah. like the name Luke. Good name. name our, our dog, Luke. Luke Stone. I like my last Can't, name. You got to change your last you. name. I'm not going to let you off change. easy. I changed my last name. What would you change? Well, it's, I don't know. Who's a good? Luke Franklin. I like Ben Franklin. Now, there you go. There's, there's, some, there's, some, there's some logic to that, right? I think Luke is a, a, a good biblical name, as in Abraham, but Luke is, yeah. is, is very much like Kurt. Yeah, quick tough name quick kind of kind of has a as a has a Western. strong sound to it yeah yeah definitely kind of like the name kurt yeah i'm starting to like that luke yeah. franklin yeah i i think it sounds uh <laughs> it's awesome man good job Thank you good job so if you ever hear a podcast called the abraham jackson and luke franklin show <laughs> you'll know you'll know who's who's behind the mic <laughs> I'm, starting to, I'm starting to get used to it that's funny that's funny all right so here we are with uh abraham jackson and luke franklin there we are if you had to give yourself a new name what name would you pick there we go we're done let's go on to the next one
Oh, this is a good one for you, Kurt. I'll let okay. you answer this one first. All right. What is the least favorite part of your day? Ooh, yeah, we talk about how important we like our morning time. The least part, you know, I'm going to say it's probably late afternoon because I am an, a morning person. I know a lot of people, boy, they, and even some cultures, I think of, they, they stay up late, get up late, and they're just hitting their groove in the, in the afternoon, even into the evening. But I was saying just yesterday, boy, I was struggling at three, four o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. I just had to get up and walk away. My mind was mush. I was useless. I, I had to go to the email. Let's just, let's just read email and answer some emails, answer some chats, something brainless to do because that is the hard part. Sometimes I see a lot of people, I love coffee, but I don't like to get a jolt of coffee in the afternoon if I don't, if I don't have to, unless I've got something in the evening that I've, I got to do that I want to be awake for. <laughs> but yeah, I would say late afternoon, the last hour of the last hour of my work is definitely what I do not prefer. We are kindred spirits here, Kurt. Uh, I like, I, I like mornings. Mornings are my favorite time. Uh, that's when I'm, we, we, we spent the whole five minutes or so talking about that earlier. So we're not going to labor that, but we do like our mornings. I like, I like my morning time. I, I, that's my, that's my favorite part of the day. My least favorite part of the day, very similar to you, Kurt is probably from two o'clock to three thirty. I would say I'm just drained. I'm drained. Mm -hmm. I'm mindless. Uh, I'm just, I'm the, my least effective during that period of time. And it, and it, and I hate it when people schedule meetings for me during that period of time. That's true too. But it's, right? it's interesting that period of time, the reason people schedule meetings for me during that period of time, especially people who have access to my calendar, it's a, whether it's a virtual assistant or, uh, uh, somebody like that, or whoever has access, whoever has access to my calendar, um, that wants to schedule a meeting with me. The reason they're able to schedule a meeting with me during that time is because I do nothing during that time. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. I, I was and thinking, oh, come on, don't do, don't don't do. I don't want to do something. So what I need to do is I need to block off that period of time now. But the problem is, is then they would have no time for me because <laughs> yeah. yeah, two 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 or between. I would say between two and three thirty. But something weird happens to me. Uh, uh I tend to work until five thirty or six o'clock is my normal work day uh about 4 30 or so as i'm as i'm kind of gearing up to leave i get this second wind and this mm -hmm. kind of second last boost of creativity and i want to try to capture that and but still wrap up my day and leave home so there's been many times that i've started a project uh at 4 30 and i look up and it's 6 30 i'm like oh boy I got to call my wife and tell her <laughs> I'm going no. to be late. <laughs> I can't get anything productive done at that hour. Yeah. Especially technical. I always struggle at that hour. But you said, I do. I, I thought first, I don't like having meetings. But on the other hand, if it's something that I enjoy, 
like if I'm helping something out, especially something I've done over and over and over again, I like finishing out my day with a meeting like that because I could do it in my sleep. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, managing your energy and managing your time, uh, go hand in hand. Right. And that, that is, that is a real art. I've read some books on managing energy and managing time. And if you could, if I could, if I could capture something productive during that part of day of the day, that would, that would be, that would allow my dullness, uh, to be, to be a benefit, to be a positive, that would, that would be ideal. But yeah, my least favorite part of the day is probably from two to two to three thirty, three thirty, four o'clock, something like that. I wonder, I'm curious if it's, I'd, I'd have to really think about this. Is it different on the weekend for me? I don't know. I don't think so. That's a good nap time. That's good Saturday nap time for me. If I'm not, right. if I'm not, if I'm not right in the middle of a project. So I agree. I would try to, I still try to get a lot of my work done before noon. And if it's a Saturday or Sunday, that time period, I like to veg out and watch golf or a ball game, that kind of thing. So yeah, that that's an enjoyable on the weekend time for me that's like my rest time my gosh kurt i would rather have my teeth scraped than watch golf <laughs> i've recently gotten into it again not me there's some exciting shots that i'm like wow i get cheering yeah i get to cheering them on well i i, I w- it would be nice if i could appreciate it because it's on all the time <laughs> so there we go let's move on to the next one Oh, this is an interesting one. Would you rather not be able to use your hands or not be able to walk? This sounds like a Simple Joe episode. We kind of captured this idea from the from Simple Joe, from the Simple Joe show where I would do I think it was Thursday's random questions and I would answer questions like this. So, yeah, very similar. Would you rather not be able to use your hands or not be able to walk? Gosh, I use my hands for so much, for writing, for typing, but walking is so important. What, what would be most inconvenient, and what tools could I, could I use to supplement one or the other? If I, if I could not use my hands, would I rather not be able to use my hands or not be able to? I would say, hmm, I would rather not be able to use my hands. So what I'm thinking about, and I'm going to expand this question. What would I rather have cut off? <laughs> okay. It's kind of what I was thinking. What would I rather have cut off? My hands or my feet? And the caveat there is you, you can't use a prosthetic. All right? All right. Let's expand it to that. Uh, so I would, I would probably rather lose i would rather lose the use of my hands than my feet or be able to not use my hands and be able to walk uh, mobility is so important and the ability the ability to walk around for health reasons for just getting from here to there uh would be uh would i think that would be worse than not being able to use my hands because I mean, if, if I need to type or I could probably, you know, I'm thinking about opening doors, driving, 
All of that stuff I could probably still do without hands, right? You'd figure that out. Uh, but, you know, and when it comes to typing, there's always, there's always voice recognition that you could, that you could use. You, you talk a lot about the new program that you're in love with, the script, uh, that, that uses, uh, that uses voices that, that you, a part of it is using your voice to type out words. So yeah, I would rather, I would rather probably not be able to use my hands than not be able to walk. How about you, Kurt? It's interesting how I'm going to take the exact opposite opinion because my work, my day is spent in front of a keyboard every single day. And there's things, other things that I do with my hands. I got my little woodworking hobbies. There's things. Yeah, I'm driving. <laughs> but I, I mean, this is a horrible question to ponder this. I don't really like to think about not having use of my legs. But with accessibility the way it is, yeah, I think, I mean, it's horrible to say I wouldn't be able to walk, but I would have a, a way to get around with a wheelchair, I suppose. Which... Yeah, I think losing my hands would be the roughest part, Joe. There's so many things I like to do with my hands, with my creativity or productivity. I think I'd, I'd have to have the use of my hands. Yeah, it's a it's a tough one for me. I can see I can see both ways. I, I just think it would be easier to supplement losing your hands than losing the ability to walk. You know, the voice to text is not perfect. I'll just let you know that. You're going to have to correct some things. Right. <laughs> right. Hmm. Yeah. I'm still going to go with, uh, I would rather, I would rather lose the, lose the use of my hands than, I don't I'm know. i get more texts from you that have the wrong words. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank God that, thank God that texting, you, you know what I found about texting and this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, You're but it confused me more. <clears throat> what I found out, what I, what I've discovered in the past 10 years when it comes to uh, mobile phone use for communication and small keyboards is the lack of grammar that is acceptable now. In, in situations where grammar was important, especially business situations where grammar was important or is important. Blacks. Yeah. I mean, you, when you, I get a, you know, you get a, a text from, from a business text and the spelling's okay. all messed up. There's, there's shortcuts being used. It's like, my gosh, you're asking me to spend $1.5 million from you. And you're in, uh, and you, acronyms. and you type in, are you busy? <laughs> the letter R U B Z Y question mark. Yeah. <laughs> really? You, you know, we're in negotiation for a contract here, right? <laughs> all right. Oh, I'll go off another tangent. I had this happen yesterday. People will message me and say, good morning. And I'm like going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's the question? What's the point? I, right. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm very busy. What's the, now that's that different. That's different. That's a pet peeve I have. Well, let me ask you something. If get if, to the point, what if, do you want? If you were in, if you were in the office and somebody walked by your desk and said, good yeah. morning right how would you react would you react the same way or would you say hey no. good morning bob that's right exactly that's yeah. true i mean it starts with pleasantries but 
when they're texting you, they want something. Right. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> just hold on. Maybe they do just want to say good morning. Yeah, right. Oh man, I can't wait till tomorrow morning. <laughs> you're you're definitely getting a text from me. You're not gonna want something though. We're we talk every Saturday morning. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next one. If you were stuck on a desert island, what would you want to have with you? All right, let's qualify this question because if I were stuck on a desert island, I'd want to have everything that I have right now. My house, oh. my TV, my refrigerator, my access to a grocery store, uh, my wife, my kids. So let, let's, let's limit this. What do you say we limit this question? If you were stuck on a desert island, what would you want to have? With, what three things would you want to have with you? We're not going to say, I'd like to have people with me. I don't okay. want to be like Tom Hanks. Yeah, let, let's let's oh. let's assume it's a let's assume you must be by yourself. But what oh, wow. three what three items would you want to have with you? Oh, mm. did I go first on the last one or did you? You did. You, okay, you so did. this is your turn. Three items that I would like to have with me. I got two right off the top of my head. It'd okay. be nice if I had internet connection too. <laughs> okay well, let's let's put that on there internet connection. all right then i the, my next two are easy so i got wi-fi <laughs> i got wi-fi and i have my i don't have an ipad but i have a kindle fire where i can read and surf the internet i want something i can read so if i had the internet I would like to have maybe an iPad's better. My my little Kindle Fire is giving me struggles. It doesn't really work that great sometimes as far as browsing, but I would like to be able to read and then I got to have a device for music. I need my music too. So if I had my music and a device to read and if we're going to put electricity and Wi-Fi in there, then I'll take that. <laughs> Those are my 3. How about a refrigerator? Ooh, a refrigerator, Joe. You think of food? Well, I want to. I'm thinking of survival. Your refrigerator, <laughs> right? I thought you qualified this with some pleasantries that were. Oh, these are pleasantries, to. like things that. Okay, yeah. okay. So, are we assuming yeah. that all of our survival needs are taken care of? Like that's what I thought you were. Okay, saying. Okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Because I'm thinking stuff like a gun, maybe. Uh, yeah, that's uh, a different question. Something, some, okay, okay. So if we're going with pleasantries, I'd be hard pressed to find different pleasantries than what you listed. So, but I'm going to try. Um, because that would be like a fire starter or a pot. Yeah, of water yeah, that's and, what I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. you know, like, yeah, a knife. Yeah, a, a, a big Boeing knife, a a yeah. a, a, a rifle, a, a gun. Okay, unlimited bullets, stuff like that. <laughs> I would definitely bring my Kindle. I would br right. definitely bring my Kindle. I think we're cheating so badly on this question. <laughs> you know, I think this is just know. rough. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You know, you have those questions of what are your desert? I what is your desert island book? Like, if I were to think of one book that I'd have to, I'd have to read. I can only take with me, and I know uh, I'm gonna. I'm, I would say 
the Bible, if I had to sing, like, if I had a, a single book that I had to take with me. Um, but let's say, let's say we're, I, I would go with my Kindle, my Kindle reader as well. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I would, uh, I would probably choose like, a. This is the, we're giving such lame answers here on this one for such I a like simple my answers. Question. It's things that you treasure or care about. Yeah, I I, I would music. Well, the problem probably. is if if you say internet access, Radio. I have I have access if with internet access, I have access to most everything that other than people, and we we disqualified that because if I want to read, I have internet access. If I want to look at pictures, mm-hmm. I have internet access. If I want to watch Netflix, I can watch, I, I have internet mm. access, you know? So I, w- mm. I would say my Kindle reader, I would say my laptop, so I could communicate with the, with the rest of the world. So my Kindle mm-hmm. reader, my laptop, and... Um, it helps with boredom, that's for sure. Community, connection. I, I'm, here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say my Kindle reader, a laptop, and, and a big... A big hunting knife. Okay. That's what I'm going to have. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to have. You're going to hunt boar. Yeah. Like a hunting knife. Or, you know, dig out ants and <laughs> eat those up or whatever. Because I'm not sure I'd be a very good boar hunter. <laughs> you know? All right. I, I'm not sure how we did on that one. Let's do one more. What do you say? Yeah. What did you do last weekend? This is interesting. This is an interesting question because I, I almost made this my answer to the win for the week, what I did last weekend. So last weekend, I came off of a, a pretty, pretty intense week of travel down in Texas extremely busy not last weekend but the 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 week leading up to so last week uh it was hot it was in the low 100s i was at uh plant i was in 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 plants that didn't have air conditioning i was outside a lot i had i many of those plants i had uh personal protective equipment so it was a hard hat and a vest and glasses and long pants and gloves and stuff like that depending on what we were doing and some of that was boardroom stuff as well but uh i wanted to look at the equipment that they had on site so i can get a, an idea of what they were doing and how they were processing uh but the long and short is it was a long busy week in texas and i came home and i did almost nothing Almost nothing. I watched a few episodes of uh, of a show on uh, on Amazon Prime called Goliath uh, with Billy Bob Thornton, who was a really good actor. I went out to eat a couple times, actually. I hung out with uh, my wife and some church folks uh, on Sunday. But last week was just dramatic downtime. I did nothing quote-unquote productive, no work around the house. I, no, I think, I actually, Saturday, I think I hung a couple shelves in the bathroom, but those, that was a half-an-hour project. But for the most part, I did almost nothing, just vegged. 
And that's an interesting subject too, because I told my wife that I need to manage that better because if I'm going to travel as much as I think I'm going to travel over the next year, I need to manage that time better and that energy better. Because those week, that's going to be a typical week for me. It's almost like when you come back from vacation, that week, those, those first few days when you come back from vacation, Kurt, mm-hmm. uh, you're just drained, right? I know. Just, you need yeah. a, you, you, the, the, the old saying is you need a vacation from your vacation. Uh, so what did, I did la- what did I do last weekend? I'm going to point out a few things. I hung, a, I hung a couple shelves in the bathroom downstairs, watched a few episodes of a show called Goliath. Which is not for the faint of heart. It's really not. It's, there's some language in there. There's some brutality in there. It's not for the faint of heart. But Billy Bob Thornton's a really good actor, uh, and uh, did a, hung out a lot with uh, with my family. Oh, Sunday, you know, of course, Sunday night we went to we went to Kings Island for a few hours. I, I do remember we did that. Hmm. So there we go. How about you? What did you do last weekend? Yeah, I was first say I agree. It's amazing to me how travel is how exhausting it can be, especially work travel mm-hmm. when you're entertaining at night, working all day, and just the fact of going back and forth through airports and all that it is extremely. I agree with you totally. You know, I I was thinking too as you're talking, I've I've been burning the candle at both ends, mornings during work, and then in the evenings, and doing interviews and podcasts can be exhausting for me too as an introvert it can drain me by friday i'm usually pretty exhausted and i like i think it's inte- you got to be intentional about getting that rest and not feel guilty about it recharging that's i think that's really important so i had a great saturday we had what we call a geek meet my friend wendy fox hosted the annual albany geek meet had about 20 of my podcast listeners in Albany, New York. I rode up there with my wife, met a couple of folks for the first time, had a Jeopardy game where we have like a trivia game, and my team won because I know who to pick on my team. Nancy, who is a savant when it comes to Disney trivia, like you would, wouldn't believe. She killed it. It got down to the last question. We still had... I thought we were way ahead and we were, we had like 5,300 points. The next closest was around 3000, but with the final jeopardy question, we could have lost it. And the second place team did get the answer. What was Mickey mouse's first words from the animation? And I didn't know what it was. Luckily, Nancy did. Mm. So we won. (laughs) What were they? Hot dog. Hot Hot dog. dog. Okay. We could have lost on Final Jeopardy, but we won, and that was that was a lot of fun. Did a little gift exchange, great food, great friends, all kinds of pictures, and someone in the crowd said, I have a fantastic podcast voice, and she loves going to sleep to my voice. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so the Albany Geek Meet rode home a couple hours. I was exhausted the next day. I kind of chilled out, but this is going to lead right into my resource, I'm sorry, my win for the week on Sunday. My son, Harry, I, I texted him, says one of, Samantha said to me, you got to get your logo ready for the Grand Geek and Gathering. We got to get the t-shirts ordered. She got, she, she's good at getting after me for things. So right there, I texted Harry because I had talked to him about doing a logo for the G3 and he started working on it Sunday. And so my win for the week 
was the t-shirt logo and sales have been coming in on t public joe awesome <laughs> he has one so got that he done. has one talented cat Kurt. Uh, did you boy. see the logo no but no. I, I, he did our logo so so it's the the theme is geektoberfest because we're going to be there during a traditional german oktoberfest and he did a logo we were looking at some things on the internet that looked the german oktoberfest kind of style of a bad he called it a badge or a logo and we followed that pattern got my logo in there and it looks fantastic and shirts are flying off the shelf maybe they're going to sell out on t public so that's been my win for the week what fun one fun that's yeah. awesome dude yeah. that's awesome my win for the week is uh is interesting kurt uh monday and tuesday is that right or no, Tuesday and Wednesday of of this week, I had funerals both days in the evening. Mm. And my wife's aunt passed away, and we had a, a good friend from church that passed. Mm. And that may sound we- weird for a win for the week, but let me give you some context. Uh, first of all, I, I, I'm not being braggadocious here, but I'm I'm good at funerals. <laughs> You know, really? I'm, I'm good at funerals. Uh, uh, I've probably spoken at um, a half a dozen funerals. A couple, really? couple people I've, I've, I've barely known. Uh, but you know, there's something about there's something about my ability to reflect on somebody's life and communicating that that somehow I capture that well. People have told me, okay. <laughs> I'm able to tactfully uh, insert humor into the situation, uh, and, and and it is tactfully you know, and, and respectful. Uh, That's common, though. After all of the tears have been shed, and maybe you go and you have a a meal together, the stories of humor right. quite often come out. Right. And absolutely, absolutely. it is kind of interesting, but it, it is cathartic. I suppose, especially you know, people that you really cared about that were enjoyable to be with and to, to think, to reflect back on the good times and the humor and the fun and the jokes. I'm thinking fondly of my grandparents. They were, they were characters and people had stories about my grandparents <laughs> and we still reflect fondly on the stories. I think of my grandfather all the time because of politics. Mm. My, my father always said, my grandfather, I don't know if he got through the fifth grade. He was abandoned as a child, lived in an orphanage, and yet he always would say about politicians that they're all crooks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad would say, but dad, you, you know, he would say it to me. He had, you know, a fifth grade education, but boy, he was ingenious on that topic. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> You know, it's, think about that all the time. It, it's interesting at this funeral, I, I uh, because this isn't. I'm not quite done with with the win for the week, the uh, on this because he, let me give you a couple. Of, and I'm not going to say who it was or or hmm. which one it was, but one funeral had 15 people, and one funeral had about 500. Mm-hmm. And you think about that, and you think. 15, they were both, actually, when I think about it, they were both of similar age. 
15 people at one funeral and about 500 at another. And it gave me a chance to kind of reflect and say, why is that? Here, here are two people that lived most of their lives, most of what we would think would be a normal life, right? Normal lifespan. And uh, I'm not, I'm not the, the, the funeral that I had 15 people, I'm not disparaging that at all. And the funeral that I had 500 people, I'm not necessarily celebrating that at all. But I do think it might be an indicator of, of the impact that you have that, that they may have had on other people's lives at some level, right? Mm. And I think to myself, what would my own legacy be? And I know that's <laughs> morbid to think about, but who would be at my funeral? Mm. And why would they be at my funeral? Some people may, be, may come to a funeral just to make sure the guy's dead, because we don't want this guy anymore. I'm, I'm, I want to be a witness to this guy. He's gone, you know. <laughs> oh my gosh. But <laughs> there is people like that. Okay. It's horrible to think. You've never gone to a funeral no. just to make sure? No. <laughs> that never even crossed my mind. I'm, I'm, I told you they're awkward already. Why would I do that? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh I've I've never done that. But I can imagine there, there might be yeah. there might be people out there that have gone this to a funeral just to confirm. One of the books we we reviewed, a couple of them, even Obstacles of the Way had this in the chapter, last chapter. If you want to get motivated, think about what your legacy right. would be on that day. And, and it, does, it does cause you to pause, to say, okay, if, 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 if something were to happen to me, number one, not necessarily how many people, but who and why. What kind of legacy is there? What kind of an impact are we having on people's lives? So that was, that was my win for the week. That, that the funeral, the, uh, the, the putting it in context, uh, and a chance to reflect kind of on, on that. I don't, I, don't, I don't celebrate the deaths, right? Because we miss these, these good people. Uh, but I do celebrate their life. And, uh, and I think funerals are, are good for that. So there's my win for the week. How about a resource to share? I'm curious on your reaction to this one, Joe. I was listening to one of my favorite podcasters, Cliff Ravenscraft recently, who's been releasing more shows. And he mentioned the law of attraction and had an episode on that. Here we go. (laughs) And I've had a, What's the word? I've had a curiosity of the law of attraction ever since The Secret came out. I read that book on vacation in Wildwood, New Jersey, and I've watched the movie and followed one. I've mentioned Mike Dooley. I've followed some of his content primarily. But he mentioned an author, Esther and Jerry Hicks, who wrote a book called The Law of Attraction. And I found out they have a series of books. And I was looking through the series. There's, I think, a seven-part series. And I picked up a book called Money and the Law of Attraction out of that series. I started reading it. Now, I got mixed feelings because I don't know if I'm going to bring this to the podcast. And I like to read things that I'm going to bring to the podcast. I think I probably will. I don't feel like I have a great uh, understanding of, of it. But I might pull out some pieces that I find interesting. And the reason I picked that particular book is because it was on sale for 99 cents. <laughs> Okay. 
<laughs> and I got a discount from that too. I think with points on Amazon. <laughs> That's but funny. I am finding it quite. There are some things in there that I think are, and I think I, I would bring this topic to us. I would reflect on this a little bit because I'm not all bought in on the whole every every part of it, but there are parts of it that I I definitely feel that if you focus on something, you certainly have, are more likely to get the things that you want if you focus on them. That for sure, I am sure of. But I completely I agree with that. And we've talked, you and I have talked, maybe even on this show, but we've definitely personally talked about the law of attraction a lot. And uh, I, I have a love-hate relationship with the, with the law of attraction. I don't like, I don't like the, the metaphysical concept of the law, law of attraction. I, I, that's the part I struggle with, too. Yeah. Yes. I do believe that when you concentrate on something, when you think about something, what looks like magic or luck or the universe, you know, pushing things your way mm -hmm. uh, is, is a result of, of tiny changes that you make based on what you're focused on, tiny, even micro changes. That you're that that you micro micro act actions micro focus just small things that you don't even know you're aware of, but are part of the real physical world that's following the laws of physics as we know it, right? And yeah. and things are you're you're noticing things, you're making things happen, you're putting yourself in situations without even knowing it, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's more the effectiveness of the law of attraction than anything else. So your resource is this book, right? Is that what you're telling us? Yep. Money and the law of attraction from Esther and Jerry Hicks is the one I'm reading, you know, and I'm, you're convincing me. I'm convinced myself. We're going to tackle this topic. I'll do an episode on this from, from my reading. Okay. And then we'll, that, that will certainly be an interesting discussion. My yeah, thoughts already that are coming through. I don't want to talk about them now because I'm going to save them. <laughs> my resource uh, is a little different. My resource to share are two comedians, Nate Bargetzi, Bargetzi and Dusty Slay. These are two comedians that I've recently started following. Uh, I saw Dusty Slay uh, uh, at a local comedy club here in Cincinnati when he came through. Uh, both are very funny, clean, but not corny, right? Mm -hmm. If you want a good laugh, and I've in over the past, I, I've made a decision that I, I need to just laugh more and just focus on positive, fun, lighthearted things more. Uh, there's been some heavy stuff going on. So the, these two comedians, Nate Bargetzi and Dusty Slay, are hilarious. Very unique styles, clean but not corny. Uh, Dusty Slay, if, you, if, if you're a country music fan, and you've heard of the song, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Go on YouTube and look up Dusty Slay, It's Five O'Clock Somewhere. Find the long version. 14 minutes, 11 minutes, something like that. It is hilarious. It's hilarious. Nate Bargetzi just did a, a series of, uh, of, of specials. I think his late, latest one is on Amazon. Uh, again, hilarious, hilarious. Clean comedians. Uh, Dusty can be a little edgy, a little edgy. He kind of walks up the line, walks, walks, walks up to the line, doesn't cross it, stays clean. But 
Very funny. Very funny comedians. I really invite you to check. If you want a good laugh, a good, clean laugh that you don't have to look over your shoulder to see if the kids are there um, or the grandkids, Nate Bargetzi and Dusty Slay. Very, very funny comedians. And Great mm-hmm. advice there. Yep. Definitely. I, I, I agree. Laughing. Laughter is fantastic for your health. And we got some great opportunity with YouTube to, to catch the comedians and i'm gonna look that up joe of a friend of mine and both of ours daniel ginger sent me a video of one of the comedians and i like the the blue collar comedians that that was with larry the cable guy and the he sent me one you know i recently had a kidney stone had you heard joe oh yeah yeah i could hear you scream all the way down here And Bill Engvall is a comedian from the blue collar comedy. And Daniel sent me this video of Bill Engvall talking about a kidney stone. He started out with, you know, I had a knee surgery replacement and I went into the doctor for this issue of pain. And he goes, they asked me what my level of pain was and he's already been through knee replacement surgery and the kidney stone beat that (laughs) (laughs) i was relating to this whole story because when i went into the hospital they asked me what what level of pain you're at i was like i hate to say this but i've not thankfully i've not had a lot of health situations or pain situations i've never broken a leg or arm or nothing this is the highest this is a 10 for me yeah i'm gonna say it I didn't want to say it, but I didn't want, but that's what it is. And to hear him articulate, that's what comedians do, right? They take real life situations, maybe you that you you've been around or done or seen, or, and you just relate to that. That's they do a great job of that. And this whole thing he did on kidney stones, Joe, was so spot on because the surgery that I thought I might have to have, he had already had too. And he goes into very distinct details about it. But yeah, yeah. love that. Yeah, comedians can. A good comedian can really change your state of mind uh, when you when you need it most. I uh, yeah. well, thank you, Daniel, for sending me that video because yeah. I I even played that in the car with for Margita as we were driving awesome. around. Yeah, so if you get a chance to check out Nate Bargetzi and Dusty Slade, do it. Uh, you'll um, they're they're like I said, they're clean but not corny. Uh, you'll love be it. you'll be safe. You'll be safe listening to those guys. And your quote. Yeah, you love the short ones because this was. No topic at all. I just did a search for some famous quotes. I have no special talent. I am only passionately curious. Albert Einstein. Oh, nice. Passionately curious. Yeah. Love that. I love the idea of being passionately curious. I love that phrase, passionately curious. I think that describes me a lot. Yeah. I've got lots of interest in that. I can spend time digging into something for long periods of time i am passionately curious that i've always been that way yeah me too me too i like to ask a lot of questions i like to you dig, do i like to dig yeah. deep into what makes somebody think the way they think <laughs> and what why they're on the path they're on and what makes something work why is that working and for you but not for me or for me and not for you yeah. Uh, all that the stuff so yeah passionately curious i do i dig that phrase Passion, i might i'm gonna steal that one no doubt well my my quote comes from abraham lincoln 
uh, mentioned him earlier in the show, uh, as we were talking about being Abraham Jackson. Uh, most people are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Abraham Lincoln. The reason that's so significant is if you know anything about Abraham Lincoln, he, he dealt at a very deep level with depression. Hmm. And he lost, uh, did he lose two sons or one? He definitely lost one son. Uh, and his wife was nuts. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he had the weight of the, the, of the free world on his shoulders. During a time in, in the weight of the country on our shoulders, during a time that that the country would was about to split and dissolve and be no more. And he dealt with depression at a very deep level. And for him to be able to say this, most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be, comes from a place of experience and wisdom. And he lived it, right? So mm. We are about as happy as we make up our minds to be. Yeah, and we talked about Abe Lincoln and Obstacle is the Way and the resilience that he developed in his lifetime, which served our country tremendously. Because who else could have led us through a civil war like he did and saved the Union? Absolutely. And he, uh, yeah, I look fondly. That's a great one, Joe. And we talk about... And that this is kind of the reason why I want to talk about the law of attraction. It's really part of it is deciding not to just let life happen to you and to be intentional about things, to reflect and to decide, even if bad things happen to you, that you're going to be resilient, that you're, you're going to look at other sides and read things differently. And you don't have to, you don't have to stay in that place of negative feelings right you can you can you have the choice absolutely to look at things and look at life differently well just a reminder everybody our website is dudesinprogress.com dudesinprogress.com uh you'll find uh access to our website our our facebook page there how to get in touch with us there's a contact us page and and a few other resources. Uh, I that that the website the show the the shows desperately need to be updated. I don't know how I'm going to update those. To be honest with you, so I apologize if if we're way behind on the actual podcast episodes. But it's still a good place to go right now uh, to get in get in touch with us and link to the Facebook group and find out how you might want to support us uh, through our Patreon page. So dudesinprogress.com is our website. And if you want to email us, uh, we will answer you very quickly. Uh, many people have emailed us and uh, asked about how they can be on the show and comments about the show and why, uh, why they listen. And we love reading those emails. So we would certainly appreciate hearing from you. Email us at dudes at dudesinprogress.com. Dudes at dudesinprogress.com. And as we wrap up this week's show, remember, progress is better than perfection, guys. So let's keep moving forward. Hey, Joe, I just want to say, you don't have to be a dude to come on our show. I get that from people. Oh, that's that clear. We got, we got Tori Ann coming on, yeah. right? Yeah. Tori it- Ann coming on. And we've, I've had, that's not the first time I had someone from our community ask that. So we, Joe and I are dudes, but we welcome dudettes coming on our show. Yes. We'll do better next time, Joe. Awesome. 
Talk to you soon.